It may be the most addictive toy in history, and it's definitely the hottest thing this Christmas. Nintendo video games. They first arrived from Japan three years ago, and now millions of American kids are hooked and mesmerized. When they do stop to talk, it's in a language only they understand. I was born in 1983, a whiz kid. It all came to me very naturally. Used to bless the NES, one of the best. Mega Man Mario and Simon's Quest. Robocop, Double Dragon, Ninja Gaiden. Never figured out how to punch out Mike Tyson. Speed up to 89, just past the age of five. Had to reminisce, Sega Genesis, Sonic 1 and 2. Had the best music, saw the black console, it was 16-bit Michael Jackson's Moonwalker and Shadow Dancer Never had a game genie for this young master X-Men, Gunstar, Heroes, Streets of Rage Mastered all of them, time to change the page Hitting up the arcades in the early 90s Just a kid, best in adults and street fighting Aladdin's Castle, east from all the continent Taking on challenges, I was confident all the fighting games kept common SK. Konami side scrollers were the greatest thing. Six player X Men, Ninja Turtles, The Avengers, so many tokens spent. I'll always remember them one sick day had to go to Grandma Jean. She surprised me with a new Nintendo machine. The Super NES, probably my favorite system. So many classic games. Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the combo guard running the two, Jacob, the White Knight. How you doing today, brother? I'm blessed, brother. Blessed with another day. Thank you, Lord. How are you, Starks? I'm doing well. God is good, man. And uh, on a on an early Saturday, we're decided to give the guys the streams. Um, so listeners, real quick, we're going to do two halves. First half is going to be strictly on some recent news that's happened this week, um, along with the stream articles that Jacob puts the hard work on on newlifefantasy.com. Uh, join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. Make sure you... Sub-Zero that button on YouTube, hit the bell, comment below, give us a thumbs up, and make sure you guys subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. Let your friends and family know it helps us out to continue uh, to let our brand uh, grow. LT will be on to the second half, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. Jacob, I'll go ahead and pass you the ball there to open up the offense on the recent news this week here, brother. Thank you, brother. Nice pass. All right. All right. First up, we got... We got Chef Curry, Stephen Curry. It was reported last week that he was a go for this Sunday uh, versus the Wizards. and uh, But he has made a liar out of all of us, and he is actually not going to return on Sunday. Uh, it says that he's been ruled out for Sunday's game, and Coach Steve Kerr has also ruled him out for Tuesday's game. So... We know everyone was super excited. Everyone that held on to him for this long, all year in your IL spot, or you just burned a roster spot on him. Now he's not even going to return in time for, I don't know if all of your fantasy playoffs are starting or they're about to start and you need him, but you're not gonna have him for at least Sunday and Tuesday. Uh, we can only hope that he comes back uh, later in the week, but. My goodness, Starks! This has just been a uh, a ridiculous a ridiculous year for the Golden State Warriors and for all of their starters and stuff like that. It just it doesn't look good, man. What are your thoughts on this? 
This is a tough blow um, for obviously, like you said, fantasy owners, especially the fantasy playoffs is around the corner and you just don't have time Mm -hmm. to dance with the situation. And there's some uh, leagues right now that, you know, individuals are uh, in the fantasy playoffs. So it's just like, do I drop the person in the redraft for points league? Obviously, in a dynasty format, you're not going to drop them. But, you know, like you kind of said, it was like the rug was pulled underneath our feet because we, you know, the expectation Mm -hmm. was he was potentially going to play this weekend. Now, um, the players that, you know, was going to be potential drop candidates from Golden State uh, is Kai Bowman. I like to call him the bow tie. And uh, another guy potentially was JTA um, in the deep formats. Now, as far as Damian mm-hmm. Lee and Jordan Poole, the pool shark, um, those were going to be guys that was going to lose value with Curry coming back. But as yeah. it stands, as it stands right now, like you're saying, um, for him to the uncertainty of when he comes back, obviously Golden State wants them or him to have more practices. So there's not even a specific timetable. And it's that's baffling to hear. Um, you know, if you're in a in a pinch right now, I, I will ask you this, Jacob. You know, in a in a redraft format, and you have Steph Curry and you need to win, you know, this week, do you drop him in the playoffs or do you hold him at this point in time? I love that you asked me that question because I am very passionate about this. If your playoffs is starting, you absolutely drop him. I know he has crazy value. When he's healthy, he's amazing. He can win you the playoffs, but he hasn't returned. And all this stuff is giving me pause to keep, you know, like to keep on holding him. I know you you have held him for this long, but he's he's going to look good as you're out of the playoffs. So you need to ensure that you're going to either make the playoffs or win the playoffs and you need to drop them for a healthy body. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Starks? Yeah, I mean, to counteract with that, it's like I'm with you. And then at the same time, I'm thinking like, goodness, you know, what would suck is someone's like has a bye week and they just go ahead and be like, oh, man, I could put this fab up down sure. or I could put use my utilize my waiver wire additional ad to pick them up. But I'm with you, though, because you you don't have time anymore. This is the time that you have to produce for the week. And if he's going to give you that zero egg or you just don't know if he's going to come back, you need to stream that option to get as many stats to accumulate that week as much as possible. Yes. Is it a dangerous move? Absolutely. But this is the time that you can't do that dance. And I'm still with you here, Jacob, that you got to You got to make that move there, man. Yeah. I mean, if you do decide to keep him. Steve Kerr did say that Thursday's matchup against Toronto is, quote, more likely as they're still monitoring his progress. Uh, But right now, I personally don't trust that. So I would definitely move on and make sure I have a healthy body. Uh, All right. So next up, we're going to talk about Malik Monk. Uh, He was suspended here for... uh, for violating the league's anti-drug policy, which is a huge blow because we've been, uh, you know, like that's your boy Starks, you know, uh, just it's a huge blow because he was on fire right before that, you know, like he, he could not miss, you know, he was, um, you know, he was on his way to that 40 point game that you (laughs) predicted here at the beginning of the season. I was like, it's going to happen any night now, you know, like I'm going to, keep Starks, you know, like all of, all of his praise because we just laughed at him for it, but like he was on his way, you know, like you were on your way to being right before he got, before he got caught, you know, like such as, you know, just the same as DeAndre Ayton got caught and, and the same (laughs) as John Collins got caught, you know? 
it's rough, you know, and it's really weird because you really don't see NBA players getting banned for, you know, like, you know, like anti-drugs or steroids. Uh, but it's happened three times already uh, this year alone. So, Starks, uh, I'm going to bounce past the ball to you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Malik Monk and who's going to step up in his place? Yeah, so this obviously, like you were saying, Jacob, this is a tough blow because he was playing so much better. It just took him forever, it seems like, even for this year in particular. Um, I will say this. Now, it, the minutes was starting to trend up. Now, I know he wasn't a world beater, ladies and gentlemen, but the thing is about Wasteland teams as Charlotte is, potentially, they do have some decent talent there, to be honest. But, you know, he was coming mm-hmm. off the bench. He was giving you solid rotation minutes. You know, there was at times that he was getting them DMP CDs earlier this season because it's just like he wasn't panning out. Um, but, man, mm-hmm. he was on his way to score, you know, because he was coming on some nice, solid games and scoring a lot of points. Um you know, the 40 point game was hoping for it. I know he dropped 30 at some point this season. Um, but I will also say this, you know, in the preseason, you know, to, to kind of tie the listeners behind the curtain a little bit. Now I know his ranking this year in a nine cat category league is putrid, right? 271 rank in a nine cat category league. It's nothing beautiful to talk about, but at least the, the thing is, you know, he came from 21 minutes this season in the last couple of weeks, he's raised his minutes to 27, close to 28 minutes. So is there a bright sign with that? Yes, because not only obviously he's averaging 10 points this year, uh, but within those last two weeks, his points has come, came up at 16 points a game. Along with, uh, you know, he shot future percentages, but I mean, you expect that. But the beautiful thing that he's done in the process is he's been going to the charity stripe. And that's what's kind of boost up his confidence in his NBA game. And he admitted that, uh, that he needed to get to the line more. And when he did, he shot effectively shooting 84 percent. Uh, shooting, you know, averaging 1.8 free throws a game. But, you know, within that time span, he averaged up to four times a game. So that's two times that amount, which is good. So when you score points, and I know from a score men, uh, scores mentality from certain players in the NBA or even in life and basketball in particular, you just need those easy buckets. can be as easy as a layup, and that will boost up your confidence to make more jump shots. And what I was trying to tie back into the preseason, he was ranked 86 overall in, in the preseason. And the averages follows this, 16 points, um, or excuse me, excuse me, nine points, one and a half three-pointers, you know, two rebounds, two assists. And you're like, well, that's nothing special. It's not. But at least there was good indication that he could have been a, a good player if he gets the, the rotation minutes. He was definitely doing that. Hopefully these PEDs that it, he was putting in his body, it wasn't making him the better player. But in a dynasty <laughs> format, uh, unfortunately, I seen someone um, just like they just gave up on him. And honestly – Regardless of the situation, you just don't drop him in a very deep dynasty format. Redraft and points, you just go ahead and drop him. That's where I stand with that, man. But, oh, yeah, real quick, what you said, who would be picking up the value in uh, the Charlotte Hornets? I would say, you know, I used to call him P.F. Changs. Jalen McDaniels is one guy, but obviously it's Caleb. Um, Martin is going to be a guy that's going to pick up value in return. Obviously, it's going to, you know, the starters, they don't really particularly play the big man there in Charlotte, which is understandable. Willie Hernan Gomez, I, I always wish that they would give him value, but I'll pass you the ball. Who do you right. think, Jacob, if there's anybody else, man? Yeah, so I, um, is it, uh, is it Caleb Martin or Cody Martin? 
I think it's I think there's two Martins there, man. I think it's Caleb and Cody. Right. Yeah, so because one of my streamers is Cody Martin. Okay. But I think they both are going to have have the opportunity there with open minutes from Malik Monk. Um, yeah, Co- Cody Martin for the past uh, one, two, three, four, five games has averaged 25 to 27 minutes per game, and he's only mm-hmm. 1% owned in Yahoo leagues. He's He's been providing some solid points, rebounds, and assists. So he's someone to look at as like a low-end option. And Caleb Martin here, um, you know, I don't know much about Caleb – Caleb Martin, are they twins? Exactly. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that they are. But it is, it is interesting. I don't think it's talked about a lot, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, they look just like I. I think they're twins for sure. I wonder twins activate. Yes. That's cool. So yeah, uh, definitely give the Martin Bros a shot there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so next up on the list, we want to talk about Clint Capella, who has been teasing fantasy owners since the All-Star break, saying, hey, I want to come back right after the All-Star break. And it's like, oh, we're not going to rush him back. We're going to wait until he's 100%. You know, just like giving us just a stomach egg of twists and turns. Uh, It's, you know, unfortunate. And now it's like we hope, you know, fingers crossed, he's back by mid-March. But he's one of those guys that – just like Curry, if you need a healthy body, you need to ditch him. Uh, if you don't have the, the IL spot or you can't afford to, uh, you have to ditch him because he's he's going to do no good. He's not going to help you win your playoff matchup. Uh, I Fortunately, I am in a dynasty league where I have him and I have him on my IR and I have a bye week. And it's uh, our matchup is actually two weeks. So the first round is two weeks long. The semi-championship is two weeks long. And the championship is two weeks long. So I had the luxury of waiting for him, but I know not a lot of people have that luxury. So uh, I definitely urge you to drop him. But uh, in his stead, there's not, you know, like we were all hoping that Dwayne Dedman would step up. Every, everyone was beating the drum. I, I beat the drum on him, you know, because he had, yeah. And uh, he's been kind, you know, he's been kind of eh. Uh, I definitely would still go with his upside as uh, as the only as the only big man backup there. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on that, Starks. Like, where do you stand with Capella? Would you drop him, and who would you add, or who would you try to ride the wave with there? So this one is definitely tough here, Jacob, because actually, to be honest, Dwayne Deadman, Deadman Walking is actually injured right now too. So that's just another pill to swallow. It's like I don't I don't know, right? But. I, I did get a listener question, which was crazy. It's just like, you know, Clint Capella or Steven Adams in the points leads. And I'm just like, you know what? Um, what's your position like? I mean, if you're in first place, potentially um, Clint Capella. But I'm going to be honest, I, I'm too scared to touch Clint Capella right now this year. I would just ride it with Steven Adams because you're going to get production. You know, where is Clint Capella been? But as far as value in Atlanta, you know, I think – you know, Bruno Fernando, they've been trying to sneak yeah. in there to get some solid volume, which he's done all right, especially last game. He just missed a double-double. But a player that I think needs to be talked about a little bit more that when they're playing small boss, Cam Reddish has been mm. quite quite good lately, I might might I add, as well as uh, DeAndre Hunter, the both of the rookies. So obviously with them in particular, Cam Reddish had 26 points actually last game 
um, I believe too. But I will say this: you just there's not really anybody to pick up. I mean, Bruno Fernando. If you want to stream him, go yeah. ahead. Um, in a deep format, in more shallow formats, there's not really anybody else that's going to pick up momentum. But Cam Reddish, I'll say this: if he's available, maybe in a 14 man league. Um, 16 man league, even potentially a 12 man league because he's getting the minutes. Go ahead and give him a shot and see what happens, man. The upside's there. I'll pass you the ball. What's your thoughts, man? Oh, I mean, uh, we're, we are on the same, we are, we are on the same wavelength there. I mean, I definitely agree that Bruno Fernando is the pickup for the big man in deep leagues. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, Reddish and Hunter are soaking up all those minutes at the guard and forward. And Cam Reddish has been playing some point guard as well. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, there's a lot of versatility there. Uh, so there's a lot to like there. There's a ton of minutes to go around. Now, I don't like Cam Reddish's field goal percentage, but he's sure. still providing four other categories uh, with all those minutes that he's soaking up. I would rather have Hunter in both a category and a points league, uh, but both options are great, and they might even you know like alternate great games so those uh are some great great to call starks uh no uh, problem i'm gonna steal the bar real quick too just yep. to say on top of that just to juice the orange a little bit more I, that's definitely a good uh mention there jacob and also to the listeners you know cam reddish man um <laughs> last five games he's been posting in a nightcat category league top 40 value too um, so that's just outrageous with 1.6 steals and the thing is he was a guy that I also like coming from college. Um, I was actually a guest on a, a podcast, you know, last year that I just thought if he got opportunity there, it was going to be tough between him and um, DeAndre Hunter. I leaned a little bit at the time, Cam Reddish, because he has the um, the process to play like a, a watered down uh, Nicholas Batum and that I think he could be. And I don't like to do NBA comparisons, but he does give me that that logic in that sense because in that time frame with those last five games, 1.6 steals, 0.8 blocks. That's almost a block a game with 17 points yeah. and close to two three-pointers. So uh, I just had to juice that orange a little bit more, but I'll pass you back the ball there, Jacob. That's solid, brother. Uh, so last year uh, up on the news is Wendell Carter Jr. is making his, uh, is making his return here from a right ankle injury. Uh, we all know that he's been publicly saying that he's been wanting to get back out there ever since before the all-star break. So they have really taken their sweet time as the bulls are going down, you know, further down the, uh, Eastern conference standings. So it's a, it's a welcome sight because Wendell Carter jr. Is probable for today's game. And then we just got reports of Lori Markinen also looking to get back into practice, maybe returning in a week. But we're going to focus our attention on someone who's actually going to return, and that's Wendell Carter. <laughs> um, so he is uh, says uh, he is probable. So what are your expectations for Wendell Carter Jr. the rest of season, Starks? And who do you see him cutting into anyone's minutes in Chicago? I must be honest. It's this is a tough one because Chicago are at this point in time. It's like, you know, what are they playing for at this point, right? So it's like I don't expect him to get a lot of minutes out the gate. And honestly, they they may handle with kid gloves because I hate to say he's injury prone, but it's almost like it's that case right now for him. Um, you know, who is this going to affect? My goodness. Um, Felicio, I don't know why. One of these games, he had like 32 minutes. That's weird. Yeah, Christian sure. Felicio. Um, but he's going to take the, the biggest hit, obviously. You, you can potentially think maybe 
Um, Daniel Gafford, of course, because he's yeah. been starting. Um, maybe even t- a tad bit Thaddeus Young, but I don't. I think he's safe. But mm-hmm. obviously, it's going to be Daniel Gafford for those deep formats and potentially Chris Christian Felicio. Uh, I will say this. You know, before he got injured, because I mean, he's what given what thirty-seven games this season. He's mm-hmm. al- he's already played better um, in a nine-cat category league because he got five more minutes this year than he did last year, averaging right. twenty-five last year, thirty this year. Um, he's boosted up his points, his rebounds, um, you know, his his steals a little bit. He's down on the blocks, unfortunately, this year versus last year. But of course, he's been out most of the season, yeah. right? So. I, I think they're going to give him if he gets, he'd be lucky to get between eighteen to twenty four minutes. That's that's where I start with him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with you. Um, if he's going to come back and play for nothing, he's not going to get many minutes, like you said. So I still look for Gafford to have deep league value as a sure. block specialist. You know, mm-hmm. uh, after you said that, but I still don't believe, uh, or I believe that. Felicio is definitely droppable in 30 team leagues. You know, there's no reason, you know, Uh, (laughs) but yeah, I don't think he affects much other than Gafford and Felicio. Yeah. So, so I, I agree with you there, brother, but I am excited for him to come back. Um, You remember at the beginning of the year, he had like three issues. Like Wendell Carter Jr. was always questionable, but always wound up playing. Uh, you know, like abdomen issue, ankle issue and a neck issue or something like he's just always hurt, man. So like you said, he is an injury prone dude, but when he's on the court, he, you know, he is a walking double, double with a block or two, which is great. Uh, so I hope he can return to that for sure. Um, yeah. So with that, that is the end, uh, of the first quarter brother. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass the ball back to you there. Perfect. So we're going to speed up the offense, ladies and gentlemen. we got to get through these great streaming waiver wire ads that Jacob puts up on newlifefantasy.com. Um, so this is week 20. That's going to be next week. You have teams playing four. a lot of teams playing four games this week. Uh, no teams are playing only two games. So it's four and three uh, games this week. So for the back-to-back games for Monday and Tuesday, it looks like this is the San Antonio Spurs. Tuesday, Wednesday, you got Brooklyn, Boston, Minnesota, the Pelicans, OKC, and Washington. There's no back-to-back games for Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday and Friday, so keep that in mind. Friday and Saturday, back-to-back games, you got Atlanta, Memphis, Portland, Utah. Saturday, Sunday, Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Sacramento for back-to-back games. And then to give you the sneak peek that Jacob does, that additional cheat code, Sunday into Monday, going into week 21, Milwaukee and Toronto has the back-to-back games. Um... So I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob, for your top five. And if you want to backtrack a little bit on your, um, you know, what I mentioned, you can definitely do that as well, too. Uh, But if you want to touch up on your top five pickups this week here, brother. I would love to, man. Yeah. So uh, first up on my streamers list is Gorgie Jane. Uh, And this is for obvious reasons. He's been playing amazing. Uh, Before last night's subpar game, he was he was. He was providing well inside the top 30 value. Uh, he was averaging 12.7 points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.3 steals, and 1.7 blocks. Ooh. So that's what you can expect from him as long as Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. are on the bench right now, sidelined. Um, so he is he is my favorite streamer. He's my favorite 
and my favorite pickup. Uh, so he is looking at a ton of run here. Uh, and for his schedule schedule for the for the week, he's facing the Lakers, Hawks, Nets, and Mavericks. Um, so that's a pretty solid schedule. But even if it was a terrible schedule, he's getting all the minutes, and he's the only big man there. So I definitely like him this week. Next up at two is Trevor Ariza, who has been making my list ever since <laughs> Lillard has been gone. Yeah, and he's you know he is just a guy who can contribute across the board, and you love that. You love that in uh, you love that in nine cat leagues. He has been providing elite three and D stats, uh, and as long I mean he's been averaging over thirty five minutes a game over the last two weeks. So he's getting the minutes and he is providing owners with a bunch of stats. So I definitely uh, love him this week. Uh, he's facing the Hawks. Easy matchup. He's facing the Magic. Easy matchup. He's facing the Wizards. Easy matchup. And then he's facing the Suns, which is a pretty easy matchup with Ubre out for the rest of the year. So, I mean, he's looking great this week. Uh, so, and that's why I gave Ariza the edge over my next guy, who is James Johnson, who has been a dandy of a man right now. Yeah, he is yeah. just, oh my goodness. Like I was beating the drum as soon as Towns was out, even before Towns was out, but as soon as Towns was out, it's like James Johnson has been playing center. He's going to soak up a ton of minutes while Towns is out. Now he's only been averaging about like 20, 25 minutes, uh, closer to 25 minutes. But even in that, he's... <laughs> He is that guard. He is that Matisse Tybel type guard forward who can give you those blocks and those threes and the and and steals and points and rebounds and assists. Like he's been doing everything, huh, Starks? That's um, right. Yeah, and he's not turn. You know, he's not turning the ball over much. I think like he's averaging about two to three a game. Um, but his field goal percentage is solid, and he's doing everything for you. So. Guys, he's only 23% owned in Yahoo, and he's only about 38% owned in Fantrax. And uh, as long as Towns is out, and Towns isn't for sure um, coming uh. back, you know, like he said that he's hopeful, he's desperate to come back. You know, that might be all conjecture, or that might be real. You know, you know, like we'll see. But as long as he's out, James Johnson is going to be the man. Um, so then, next up, four on my list is Kyle Anderson, who has been doing. Who who has been a James Johnson light? You know he's been he's been producing across the board, but just in a lighter fashion than a James Johnson, than a Trevor Ariza. Um, you know, just for example, his last game, uh, <coughs> he got 33 minutes. He got you a steal and a block, four points, three rebounds, three assists. The game before that, he got you a three pointer, seven points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals and a block, like, and no turnovers. So he is not hurting you anywhere. He's only helping you in every category. So I really like, uh, I really like Kyle Anderson this week as he faces the Lakers, the Hawks, the Nets and the Mavericks. Um, so I really like Kyle Anderson and he has, he has multi-position eligibility here, shooting guard, small forward and power forward, which is awesome. Um, and then to round out my top five, uh, I got here, um, I got Shabazz Napier. Now, he has been disappointing a little bit uh, over the past two games. Ever since he took over for Ish Smith, he hasn't been exactly lighting the world on fire, but he has been getting the job done. 
And as long as he is starting for any team, he's seeing starter starter minutes, uh, he's going to be valuable for your team because it's just a matter of time before he has a breakout game because he's going to get those minutes. And he's next to Beal, who he's going to get a bunch of assists because Beal, you know, a side note, Beal, Beal has been absolutely lighting the world on fire lately, just scoring at will. Um, in, in vain. <laughs> in vain, I was just going to say, you know, losing effort. And you can just see... His face on the bench. I feel oh, bad for the man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he just scored 52 points in, in a losing effort. That's hard to do. Oh. But, man, um, <laughs> you know, like everyone's saying, like, Bradley Beal, he chose this, right? You know, like he chose. Well, he's loyal. You know, he wanted – he wants to build up his team that drafted him. You know, I, 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 like I respect that. But it's almost like he's getting – he's getting – um he's getting torn down for being loyal, you know, because in today's day and age, it's all about the mobility and people moving yeah. and teaming up with everyone. Right. Snake, snake jobs. Yep. S- snake jobs, man. It's becoming the new norm. And if you're loyal and it's like, I don't feel bad for you. You chose this. I'm like, Oh, come on. So, you know, that's just uh, a little tangent there on Bradley Beal. Uh, I'll pass the ball to you. Starks. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Bradley Beal, man. It, I appreciate you breaking that down. Cause he's been the last, I'll say, you know, putting the icing on the cake. Like you said, he's all these games he's dropping. Like, it's like, I feel like when he's dropped 40 plus or more, even 50 point game, it's like, like you said, it's literally in vain and he's yeah. been losing effort. So yeah. it is tough. Um, I will say this also, just like you said, good call on James Johnson, uh, Mr. Black Belt. Uh, that dude is legit, yeah. Mr. Karate. He, he's legit there. Get you those those hustle stats and steals and blocks is what we're always accustomed to. Um, one of the guys I want to touch up on, I know the listeners probably tired of me saying this, but I'm sorry, but I, I got to because I love digging deep on very deep gems and, and digging in a trash can and garbage can for certain players is, again, got to juice this orange. And you have him on your list, Gary Trent Jr. Um, yeah. For Portland, you know, this guy, I know the the echo and hype train to go back a little bit um, that it was more Anthony Simons or Nasir Little, which are good players, you know, but Gary Trent was a afterthought. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he's been posting, you know, top 100 value a little bit better the last couple of weeks. And in that effort in three games, two point three steals, three pointers. And honestly, he's potentially a three and D guy. Now, there was a one play the game i seen him do some pick and rolls i was like huh is he running the offense i thought that was really interesting at some points that he was going you know showing some highlights with himself he did this one move it was like he he, he did a, a, a in and out move it took a step back three and it was nice and and the, the the defense that he puts on he gets so excited you know whether the ball bounces off another player when he gets a steal but it bounces off the opposite player's team and he get, they get the ball he's excited and he's pumped up and I think when, even when Lillard comes back regardless if he starts or not you can guarantee he's going to get rotation minutes so if you have him in a dynasty format you're feeling great so um, yes Gary Trent Jr. moving forward here on your list uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez obviously is a good player you got to you got to pick him up I mean. He's yeah, giving yeah. you those those stats, especially with Towns. You know, it's just like 
We don't know. Just like Jacob said, we don't know about the town situation. You know, I, I, hopefully he's not playing Call of Duty still, you know, but hey, who are we? Right. The Dante <laughs> Dicenzo, you know, is another guy. But DeAnthony Melton, you know, I don't know why he's not more universally owned in deeper formats in a sense, because he's at times he'll start and sometimes he'll just get those rotation minutes. And at the same time, you got to think Jaron Jackson Jr. is out the next couple of weeks. So he needs to be uh, utilized under your discretion, especially with the four game slate coming in Memphis as well way um Furk on Corkamonts, you know put a cork on it you know he's been actually good in Philadelphia here recently we know that Joel Embiid uh is out for quite some t- well we don't know how long he's going to be out we know Ben Simmons is going to be out uh for quite some time unfortunately uh you know I-, I can juice the orange I'm sure I don't know Jacob Shake Milton I've been juicing the orange so hard on him I'm assuming he's probably over owned in certain leagues but that guy to me uh, mm-hmm. should be universally owned, even potentially in the 10 and 12 man league because he's yeah, getting yeah. the starters minutes. So he might be over owned at this point. But uh, if yep. Furkan Korkamas is not, I mean, he's been a guy that you could pick up. I'll pass you the ball again if there's anybody else you want to touch up on your uh, streams there, brother. You touched up on all my guys beautifully. Um, the only guy that I want to squeeze the orange on a little bit here that, that you didn't mention is Justin Holiday of the Excellent. Indiana Pacers. Sure. He's been playing wonderful lately. Like, as you know, as all of you guys know who reads this article, Justin Holiday makes my list every single week just yeah. because yeah. it's three and D stats. Lately, he's been he's uh, lately he's been providing top 100 value while providing those uh, three three and D stats. Right. So uh, over the past week or ever since the All Star break, actually, he's been averaging 11.3 points. 2.83 pointers, which is what you want from him, but that's, I mean, you know, that's almost three threes a game. Um, 1.8 boards, one, one and a half assists, one and a half steals, and 0.8 blocks, all while shooting 48% from the field. That's, that is gold. That is like a linchpin in your nine cat team. You know, if you want someone who's not going to hurt you, who's only going to help you, and who is on fire right now, you want Justin Holiday. And he, he honestly is only owned in like, I think his ownership went from like three to 14 in, in a span of a week as it should, wow. but it's, it's like, you know, he's available in over 80% of leagues. So I would definitely try to jump on that wagon while he is producing and playing a lot of minutes here. Cause, uh, Oladipo has been out with back issues, right? It was his back. Yes. Uh, which has opened the door for the other guys, but Justin Holiday is the one that's taking advantage. And you got to think the Pacers probably, like you say, they're going to handle him with kid gloves for the rest of the year until they need him for the playoffs, you know, for like the actual playoffs. And then on top of that, like you're saying, Jeremy Lamb's out the rest of the season too. Jeremy Lamb. Oh, true. True. Absolutely. That's why too. So, you know, you know, you know, Justin Holiday is soaking up all these minutes and he's loving life. So I would definitely, I would definitely look his way. Uh, But that just some names that you didn't mention that I would look their way. Uh, uh, Dorian Finney Smith, Daniel House Jr., Troy Brown Jr., mm-hmm. Josh uh, Josh Akoji, uh, Garrett Temple. Yeah, right there. Shirley yes. Temple. That's right. Yep. Yep. Ever since Kyrie went down, he's been playing anywhere between twenty-five to thirty-five minutes and producing threes and points. Uh, you know, like with little else, but he's still providing low end stats. So why not look his way if he's available? I think he's available in over like 93% of leagues. Um, 
And then we got Kentavious Caldwell Pope, uh, Royce, Royce, the five, nine, <laughs> as uh, LT yep. would say, uh, <laughs> I love Royce O'Neal and he just moved back into the starting lineup. So he's valuable. He's one of those linchpin guys like Justin Holiday who can get the job done for you. Um, and then Andre Iguodala, he's not, he's not exciting, but he gets you some, he's like a three, three and D guy. You know, he's not exciting. If he is available and he needs some three and D stats, I'd look his way. Nice. Nice. So, so we'll go ahead and get to uh, thank you for the breakdown of that. Jake awesome, beautiful article here, man. Um, yeah. Top 10. Okay, so we're going to get to the points league uh, streams, and I'll pass you right back the ball there if you want to do a, a quick highlight on these players here, brother. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we already we already juiced the orange here on my number one points league streamer, and that's Gorgie Jang. He's my number one streamer in nine cat in points league and my number one waiver wire pickup. You need to pick this man up, especially with the playoffs here. Number two on my list, at the time when I made this about two days ago, this was before Dylan Brooks uh, – broke out of his funk with 32 points uh, on Friday. Uh, uh-huh. But I I have been beating the drum and saying Dylan Brooks is going to be more good than bad. He's going to do – he is a great – he he to me is a great player on a team that needs his leadership. And from time to time he'll have a dud, and he might go a two-game stretch where he is bad, but – he is he is more good than bad. I would definitely look his way in a points league because he has he has a favorable schedule this week, um, and I just uh, I like him moving forward, uh, especially in nine cat leagues for sure. In points leagues, you can just play the matchup and you can stream that position. But this week, I like Brooks uh, as a points league streamer. And then we got PJ Washington, who has been playing great. He's getting all the minutes there. Uh, he's great in a points league and then Darius Garland. And I already touched up on James Johnson. You wouldn't really look to James Johnson as a points league guy, but he is consistently averaging in a points league anywhere from 25 to 35 points a game, which is valuable at the end of your bench. So I would hold on to James Johnson in a points league for as long as cat is out because he's guaranteed to get you those three and D stats. And those D stats are valuable in a points league. And then I got old, reliable Taurine Prince, <laughs> Sedai Osman. You know, he's looking at a nice schedule this week if he's available. Troy Brown Jr., like like I mentioned in a nine cat. Uh, an interesting name that I like just because of all the injuries is Josh Jackson. Uh, I know that he's uh, he's <laughs> yes. quote unquote your boy there, Starks Josh Jackson <laughs> with the with those lucky stats, man. I, uh, <laughs> That's a blast of a pass. You remember that, huh? I love yeah, it. Absolutely, man. I, I always think of like I always think of like Lucky Charms, right? Is that what you <laughs> right. call? Yeah, Lucky Charms, man. Josh Jackson, though, he's getting the minutes, uh, you know. And if you're getting the minutes, that's valuable in a points league. That's valuable in any league because, like you said, he's bound to luck into some stats. But I really like his matchups this week uh, in a deep points league setting. And then lastly, Dorian Finney-Smith, who is not an exciting option, but, you know, you know, he'll get the job done. So that rounds out my points league streamers there, Starks. Nice. Thank you. So we'll touch up on the waiver wire pickups real quick as well. We're going to try to go through this offense a little faster. So we did, like you said, you broke down Jang pretty well. I spoke about Milton already. I'll let I'll pass you the ball momentarily on what your thoughts on him, too. Uh, Damian Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one guy I want to definitely talk about that you have here on your waiver wire and you can 
also, if you want to chime in too, because we actually did talk about a lot of these players, which is good. Okay. Harry Giles, man, yeah. this this was an interesting thing. Um, I've been actually talking about him more lately in his podcast. Obviously, his minutes has been up too. But I'll give you the honors. I, I want to pass you the ball and I'm pick your brain on what's your thoughts on Harry Giles and uh, I like to call him Milkshake or uh, Milton Bradley Shake Milton. Uh, what's your <laughs> thoughts on those guys in particular, though, brother? So Shake Milton and Harry Giles are both products of taking advantage of injuries. You know, this yep. is when you stream these guys. This is when you add them. This is when you roster them. This is these are the playoff heroes that you want while your guys are down, while you need healthy bodies with opportunity. That's huge opportunity. Shake Milton. He's the starting point guard for an NBA team. It doesn't matter which NBA team it is. It doesn't matter who it, you know. And, you know, over the last three games, he's been averaging 15.8 points, 3.8 three-pointers, three rebounds, four assists, and one block. He's been getting those blocks. He's been actually getting one block a game. I don't know if that's – I mean, I'm sure that's luck, but, I mean, (laughs) three three games in a row, you know what I say, man. If you do it three three games in a row, you know what you're doing and you know how to do it. So, um, you know, he could be even a source of a block – you know, every now and then, which is great. So Shake Milton, man, he is uh, he's looking great as Simmons is probably looking at a prolonged absence. Uh, I was like, they're saying he has a weird, weird, mysterious back injury that could take three to four weeks at best. And that's scary. So yeah, Shake, yeah. Milton, Shake Milton, I can only echo what you're what what you've been saying. And he needs to be universally owned right now. Um, and then I'll go to Harry, Harry Giles. He has been a topic of dynasty dynasty leagues for the past two years at least. Like, should I hold on to him? You know, he has all this talent. You know, um, but he is a product of taking advantage of an injured Holmes and an injured Bagley. Uh, and like I said on 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 the article, he's been getting you points, rebounds, and field goal percentage. He's been averaging fifteen point three points, nine point seven rebounds, and two point three assists while shooting sixty percent from the field. I mean, those those are incredible stats. He's not hurting you in turnovers. Uh, he's not getting you much stock stats, but you'll take the field goal percentage, the gaudy points and rebounds and assists while he's getting this opportunity. So those are my thoughts on those two stars. What do you think? Man, I'm, I'm so glad. I, I I appreciate you juicing that orange because I'm sure the listeners and fans was probably tired of me juicing the orange so much, <laughs> uh, especially Shake Milton. Um, but I, I will have to do just a little bit at, just because, I mean, I, I'll be dirty and juice it a little bit more. Yeah, just like you said, Shake Milton, the milkshake, man. I just I love what he's doing, man. And honestly, this is what we try to we try to to do the best we can to help you guys to pick up these players, just like what Jacob is putting the hard work on with these these streams, the speculative ads. And I know sometimes you can't. This is a time you have to make moves, right, because. <laughs> As I've been saying for, for, for the longest time, you, you can build a team and you think you're going to win a championship, but it doesn't work that way all the time. And just like when we're about to get into another segment on this article that Jacob does, uh, when it comes to pickups, he's going to give you guys the breakdown of the value that they've been producing the last week or so. Because when you're getting this type of production from these waiver wire darlings, they can potentially, I'm not saying they're, they're actually the better players of superstars on your team, but these players are going to help boost you in particular because you want, you know, just like what LT said on the last episode, he was like, um, you play against an opponent and you see someone like uh, Milkshake Milton 
you know, put these stats up and, and puts it and destroys you. And you're like, who is this guy? Right. right? It's because you want to put your nose into the waiver wire, dip your, your face in the water, try to pull an apple out with your teeth. And this is the type of players that you got to do it on. And you don't want to be that person that uh, thinks, thinks you can just stand in the, in, in the front of the line and think you're, well, stand in the back of the line and, and not think that you don't need to pick up any of these players, regardless of how strong your team is, right? Because you can fall behind, you know, you fall asleep behind the wheel. And I think it's important no matter how strong your team is to still be looking at the waiver wire and treating it as if you're not in a winning position, because that's what makes you ultimately a good fantasy GM and owner. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, shake Milton. And I'm sure Jacob is going to touch up on, I mean, the last five games and actually last week, potentially top 25, close to that value. Right. So that's no joke. And that's coming on 15 points, Almost four three-pointers a game, and this is a four-game slate, but that's something you got to keep in mind. Four assists, field goal percentage, 59%, shooting perfect at the charity stripe. Now, is this sustainable? Heck no, it's not sustainable, but it's some of this value would have helped you for the week. And if you're in the fantasy playoffs already, he would have helped you anchor to into the next week. So um, kind of moving right along here, you know, Jacob, with this top 100, that you got going on. Do you want to go ahead and spat out, you know, your thoughts on some of these players for your top hundred that, you know, gave this production here, brother? Absolutely, brother. So as you said, Shake Milton, he's been producing top 25 over the past week. And then Jordan, Jordan McLaughlin of the, yeah. of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who? Yeah, exactly. Top 25. 25. He's getting the minutes. He's getting the opportunity you know, there's a lot of minutes to go around there in Minnesota, so you got to ride that wave. Uh, and before I move on, these top 100 is based off of what they've done in total. It's not, it's not the average, just because I want the past week to be guys who are playing who have the quantity stats instead of the quality, which the quality is great, but when it comes to the last week, we want healthy bodies because I looked at the average – and I think Frank Nidalekina made top 50, but he played he played one game last week. Mm-hmm. And since he had a pretty decent game with threes and steals, he somehow climbed his way in. But he hadn't played the last four games. So I don't want to add those guys who had one good game and his average sure, sure. his average kind of skews it. Right. Yeah. So, so so I'm just looking for the total. So Shake Milton. He's been getting opportunity. Jordan McLaughlin, top 25. Derek Jones Jr., top 50. James Johnson, like I've been saying, top 50. Uh, he's been consistently top 50 for the past two weeks as well. Max C. Kleber, he's still, he's still getting those minutes, even with a healthy Porzingis and Luka Doncic, which is beautiful to see. Uh, Kali Stein is away from the team, but he wasn't getting much run anyway. So Kleber is a solid big man, too own here for blocks rebounds and points uh and then kelly olenic has been solid off the bench and Mm. then uh gorgie jang like we say he's been producing top 50 royce the 590 (laughs) neil producing top 75 yeah which is what he does it's because he doesn't cost you a ton of turnovers and his field goal percentage is always high because he doesn't take take a lot of shots but but he always gets you three and d stats uh, with some rebounds and even some assists, you know, those are nice. Um, albeit low end, but, but it's nice. And then there's Shabazz Napier, top 75, Justin holiday. Like I said, top 75, Chris Boucher. He's top. He, he's yeah. top. 
five. Yeah, man, that's your boy, man, Bobby Boucher. Um, do you have any thoughts on Chris on Chris Boucher right now? Like, would you pick him up in a specific amount of leagues? Um, in this, in this, I would probably pick him up in a deeper league. Like, so that would be maybe essentially maybe a 14-man league, but I would think more in the lines of a 16-man league just yeah. because of, obviously, Toronto, you just – they run the tight rotations with the top heavy starters. And sometimes Chris Boucher is a part of the rotation. Sometimes he's not. Yeah. Um, so that's one of those things. I, I couldn't pick him up in a 10 or 12 man league, though. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. And then we got Nicola Melli, a top 75 too. He's been getting some minutes there for the Pelicans. So as they're trying to push for that eighth seed, they're playing who they want to play. If they were tanking or if they were not in contention, Nicola Melli wouldn't be getting any minutes because he's almost 30 years old, you know, so, uh, but he's getting the minutes and they like his leadership. Um, so ride that, ride that Melly wave in deeper leagues. Uh, and then Dorian Finney Smith, of course, he always shows up on my streamers. He's that three and D guy with great field percentage, low turnovers, top 75. And Nerlene's Noel. He's the last guy here owned under 50% uh, who's top, uh, who's top 75. Um, now I, now I will say that was blown up by a game where he got five blocks. Yeah. So that really helped his, uh, that really helped his total, which is great because he's, he is capable of that. I'm just not the biggest Noel fan while Adams is healthy because it's, he's just too inconsistent to, to be owned apart from 20 man leagues. Uh, is there anyone on that list that strikes you, Starks, or anyone? No, you you covered that well. I will I will uh, jump on your team as well on that no, no, uh, Noel um, bandwagon because you know he's been given production all this season, but the thing is his minutes has actually kind of trended on the wrong side of things, going yeah. down a little bit. But you know, just like you said, it's kind of an outlier in a sense. There was one blow up game in, in a mm. sense, so but. It's just these minutes. It's still staggering, but you know this was good covering. We can kind of go ahead and get to the clutch shot. I uh, went a little bit in overtime, but I'm sure the listeners would love, always love to. Have. Oh well, looks like we forgot to do one more segment that uh, we uh, we we was actually looking into in a, in, a, in a format in one of our leagues, Jacob. I I want to pass you the ball. What, go ahead and explain to the listeners, you know, what your thoughts and what kind of happened here recently, brother. All right. So what, so what had happened here recently, I guess a gentleman was offering the same trade like 15 to a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I guess 99 times the guy hit the red button that said reject trade <laughs> hit it 99 times. But that 100th time he accidentally hit the big green button. It said, accept trade. Now what Yahoo does is that when you press that green button, they say huge, like everything just goes dark. And then it's just like a screen that says, are you sure you want to accept this trade? And a big yes and a big no. Uh, so this gentleman, he clicked on the green button and he also said, yes, I'm sure. Then right after said, no, I didn't want to accept that trade. It's very, it's very weird. Uh, the trade, yes, it was a little lopsided, I understood it. So it's, it's like, all right, you know, fine. You know, like if you really like Trey Young that much, or if you like Carl Anthony Towns, buying him on the down low, that's cool. But um, it just really, 
Starks and I were just laughing about it. Just like, you know, what uh, Yahoo gives you plenty of chances to say, you know, like, are you sure? Are you, do you want to do this trade? Uh, you know, it's not just you, you know, I don't think I have ever done it, but I know people who have clicked on that green button on accident. And then Yahoo says, are you sure? And it's like, Oh no, 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 no. And boom, no, ah, it's just, it's just really weird Starks. It's really weird that, uh, service, you know, like bad service would, uh, would allow you to click that you were sure. So I've never actually seen this happen before. And I've been doing fantasy for over 20 years now. I've never seen anyone accidentally accept a trade. So this is definitely a first for me. That's the facts. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's the facts. It, it has never, never, ever have, has someone said, I accidentally said I was sure I didn't, I don't want to do that trade. So it's baffling, brother. Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad you're the good guy here. I'm glad that you brought this up because I talked about the last couple episodes ago. But you know what? I got my glasses on and I'm going to be the villain here. I'm, I'm glad that you cleaned it up. But I'll say this in, in the nicest way still because, you know, I was just like, you can either, you know, you could say your dog ate your homework. You could say, you know, you was jumping in the pool and there was no water in there. You could say you could tell me all these things. Right. And I'm like, OK, I'm like I said, I don't ever want to call anybody a liar, but um, not, I just you know, I just say we got to realistically look at certain things. So the trade for the listeners that didn't hear about the trade, let me just go ahead and break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Bog- Bogdanovich, the one the, that guy from Utah, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns and Van Vliet for Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. Trey Young and Whiteside. So honestly, to me, as much as I love Towns, I actually still like the Brandon Ingram and Trey Young side in a dynasty format a little bit better, right? But, and then he got it white side too. So here's my thing. Just like you had said, Jacob, the guy um, sent this trade and he did this to a lot of individuals in our league, sent it several times, just kept throwing it, throwing it like they're going to accept it. And of of course, somehow it must've worked, right? Because he accepted (laughs) it. Like it was like mind games because, like, you know, I said in the last episode, I don't take that any offense to that. I'm just going to decline you, or just actually, what I do is I just let it sit there sure. to make you know, you can there's so many ways to go about it, or you can send a counter, send him something weak in return, and maybe that will help him to get off your back. But I don't think it's a bad thing. But some people unfortunately take it personal, right? But here's where I really think about this just like you said, it says, Are you sure after you hit accept? And I know this hasn't happened to you before, but you know what's funny is there's an expert, and I'm not calling any names, but I'm just I'm I when the thing is I will that's the one thing about me is I'm not afraid to say what I'm going to say, but it's not going to be a name that I'm going to say. So there's an expert in that league had mentioned you know it was like oh Starks is just going to say um, you just got taken for a ride. I did say that, but not only did I say that. But this this is the same guy that had a situation that happened to him. And he tried to pull the same case saying, oh, I accidentally accepted a trade. Like, how do you and that's wow. why I said, how do you accidentally accept it? And this is so-called an expert. And, yeah. you know, some people can say, oh, you're whatever league you're in, Starks or whatever these trades go down, you're in a taco league. No, I play in expert leagues. I play in um, taco leagues. I play in normal leagues. I play in a lot of expert leagues, but I, I, I play in family leagues, too. And, you know. For an expert to say that that they accidentally did it too, and that's not this trade, but happened actually a couple years ago, I was just like, okay. As a commissioner, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? If that's what you said, then I'm not going to you know fight about it, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing. Now, the funny thing about this, 
you had people swarming in saying, oh, if this, you know, if this trade goes down, then that means that this is like, uh, where's the, what was the word? Not dignity, but. Um, oh, uh, the integrity of the league is thank- in question. Exactly. The integrity of the league is in, is in question. Like, like, really? Like, seriously. So let me say this on top of that. To the other guy that actually did it, what I was hoping for is for him to reach out to me. He never did. Sure. Now, right. and that's what that's what I was just like, if you really wanted this trade, I honestly, if it was me that this if I was on the, the back end of it and I got the trade done then I would have been fighting this. I'll be honest with you. I would have been fighting this to the end because it's like, dude, he accepted the trade, but he's not yeah. reached out to me. He's not, I don't think he's reached out to the other guy that's kind of like commissioning. And I'm just kind of like more delegating. I just can't commission too much as I used to. But yeah. if he was, if he was trying to fight it, then I would back him in this case because it's like, dude, the guy accepted the trade, you know? Right. So, but you know, that's where it stands. Um, that's, that's tough, man. Any any last impressions on this Jacob man? I mean, there it's weird that the gentleman who kept on offering the trade and and it got accepted. It's weird that he went quiet and he's just in the shadows right now. Because uh, I would like to hear his side on it, and you know, I want to hear him. Uh, I want to see him fight for that trade because it was accepted, and the other gentleman did say that he was sure. You know, so. Even if he has sent this trade multiple times, uh, I want to hear his side of it, you know, but, you know, I get it. You know, you know, sometimes I want to avoid drama as well. Uh, Actually, the same thing happened to me, Starks, where uh, I sent the trade over the summer and the guy accepted it. And then later that night, he was like, oh, I thought you were going to add this person. But I was like. Dude, I sent him. I sent him some. Uh, I sent him some screenshots. Oh, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, like, I sent him like a screenshot saying like this was it. I said, "Are you sure this, this, this for this, this, this?" And he was like, "Absolutely, deal." And then later that night, he's like, "Oh, I, I thought you were adding this, this, and this." I'm like, "Huh?" And so he was. You know, he made a lot of excuses. Um, you know, I don't really remember the excuses, but it it stinks to send out that trade, have it get accepted. And then perhaps build your team around that trade and think about some moves ahead because that's what I do. I, you know, if like a trade gets accepted or I sign a player, I think ahead just like in chess, you know, I think ahead. And then all of a sudden he backs out and says that he accidentally accepted it. That's one of the most maddening things in fantasy. So it has happened to me. I did say earlier yeah. that it hasn't happened, but it actually happened to me. But it happened through text messaging because we – didn't have the Yahoo platform up because this was over the summer. So it happened to me through text, through messages, um, you know, and Starks actually fought for me and said, no, it's going through. And, you know, as you said, me being the nice guy, I was like, you know what, if he really doesn't want to do it, I don't want to force him, you know, I'll, I'll figure something else out. But it just really stinks, man. It really stinks that that happened. And uh, I'm just not happy about it. Oh man, I've have I have so many stories. Let me share this story. And I think I told you this, Jacob. But yes, the, I wish I would have heard the other guy's side. I'm gonna speak whisper. I'm gonna whisper in this mic. Oh, here we go. So, you're telling me that you accepted this deal on accident? Bad reception. 
think it's a load. That's what I think. But let me say this. What happened to me? I actually, I will say this to you. This is, this is an interesting thing, and I'll let you off. I think I shared this with you, Jacob. The same, I believe it's the same guy that you did the deal with in, in a different league. Uh-huh. I, I had a three-way call, a three-way call, hmm. trade in a dynasty format Whoa. with the same guy that you're in. But it wasn't him, right? But he was, his ear was in the conversation. The other guy, I will I will tell you after, you know, when we get off here, you know, I'm not to say we're not saying any names, but it's a gentleman that said, bet, I will do that deal. It was a trade. It had something with Embiid and SGA. I was going to get them to for Kawhi. I was giving up Kawhi and I think it was John Wall in a draft pick. Okay. He, he said, deal. I said, are you sure? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And then it's like, all right, let's go ahead. And I did it real patiently because in the back of my head, I know how he he kind of operates. He's kind of a kind of fishy type of guy because I've seen a lot of things happen to him in the league, weird stuff. But I had even an or eyes or I had another ear in the conversation. And then he was like, you know what? Nah, I can't do it. I was like, huh? Uh, uh, that we just ex- we just did the deal. And then I was like, I was like, is this you gonna let him do? It? He's like, he's like, oh, I'm not in it. I was like, you just heard it. He's like, oh no, oh, I'm not in it. Like I was like, uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I said, you know what? That's okay. Of course, I was crushed, and I, you know, kind of a little crushed about it now. But that is yeah. all right. It's unfortunate that you know there are unfortunate things that happen in leagues, and I know that I get. For certain people, they I always get the not the bad rep, but they they will always say to me like Starks is just known for taking people for rides, but they don't understand what actually goes behind the scenes in sure. certain things. So just wanted to let the listeners know that. But I will say this as far as the other guy said it was on accident. I just say, hey man, you accidentally hit except twice. That's all I got to say. But listeners, we thank you so much for tuning in again, and uh, I will stop there. All right. Always love to have you on, Jacob, man. Um, I will pass you the ball, man. Do you have a clutch shot here, brother? My clutch shot is my echo of what I said earlier, and I am very passionate about this, that if you are fighting for a playoff spot, you can't worry about anyone else getting your star because your stars look good on your bench when you're out of the playoffs, you know? It's 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 a risk and you may be providing your future opponent more ammo, but at least you're gonna have a future opponent to worry about when you're in the playoffs and when you advance, you know, with those guys off the wire that are a lot more valuable to you than those stars that are hurt. So guys, I know it's hard, but you gotta let go of Rashawn Holmes. You gotta let go of Marvin Bagley. You you gotta let go of Clint Clint Capella if you don't have the IL spot and you need that spot because you're playing a man down and playoff time you're playing the best of the best and you can't and you can't win if you are a man down. So that's my clutch shot. Don't be afraid to make the cut if it's for if it's for sake of advancing in the playoffs. Hey man, love it. I'll just just go ahead and say this. I mean, might as well make this a whole episode because we went overtime. And my, my, my clutch shot is this. Um, I'll just go ahead and just, I'll echo your words there. Like, listen, take your heart. Got to take your heart out of it. I know it's hard, you know, because you got these precious guys that you probably have held all this time. And um, sometimes it's it's a tough pill to swallow, but you got to do it in a redraft pointsless dynasty. Yeah, it's a different. You're probably right. going to hold on to them, but you know, redraft and pointsless because I know we get more listeners in that redraft 
which we love and we appreciate all the questions. We invite everything. So uh, in that sense, yeah, just like what Jacob said, I'm just echoing everything he said. You got to you gotta let your heart go, um, let your heart strings go and, and make the moves and you got to drop them. You know, Bagley is one of them. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, Holmes on Holmes is another. Um, you know, that's, that is what it is. I think I, there was something else I had to say, an additional question, but I can't remember. But uh, listeners, I just want to say we love you guys so much. And it, make sure you guys check out episode 100 or 200. Part yeah. one is out, but part two, please check out part two. It gets even more content driven and a lot of banter driven as well. Um, but you guys can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Jacob, I'll pass you the ball. Where can they find you at there, brother? Thank you, brother. You can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. And Done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. I'd love for you guys to follow me and ask me any questions. And you know what? I just want to echo that episode 200 was so much fun. It was so much fun. I know that you guys would thoroughly enjoy that. You know, like the, the camaraderie between all of us. You know, it was just it was just a great time, full of content, full of laughs. So uh, I would love for you guys to check that out as well. Nice. So listeners, God bless you. We love you so much. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.